You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Get in the know, nonstop Viking star. Um, I feel like that the first groups on both sides, offense and defense, um, they could not be more prepared based upon our philosophy of getting guys ready. Um, we got a little help from that 97 degrees last Wednesday just to truly, you know, force some of our, our guys to dig deep and work through that. It was, a, it was a grind of a day. It was probably the most reps they've had all training camp, and it happened to be the hottest day of training camp. So uh, secretly... Uh, you know, I was I was enjoying that quite a bit, and then we came back and had one of our better days overall on Thursday in the joint work. Judd, do you feel like the grind of those joint practice days has really honed you for the regular season too for Purple Daily? No. I mean, look at this. Look at this color I have. Look at this. Like, yeah, I'm in. I am now officially transitioned to football. Don't you love though? I love how football coaches young and old and like like you can be like you know koc communicates great with his players unlike zim i secretly love how they're all sort of sadistic oh yeah like there's like there, there's commonalities that just are there paranoia just a sadistic you know like we're thinking man 97 degrees and humid this isn't good for the big guys you know i mean this isn't not koc's like i like to see what they it's do like, in this weather we'll move practice up like 30 minutes to make it a little more bearable, but yes. this is going to be great. Yes, you know, exactly. but they're much more hydrated than they were obviously oh, 20 years ago. I'm just saying, I think it's sadistic for any boss in a job to be like, I really like to see my employees under as much duress as possible. Yes. And then what if we, what if we light the end zone on fire? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Light the goalposts on fire. Oh, make it harder. So, well, we're going to get into Judd's final 53-man roster projection here. You've soaked in nearly every practice, the preseason games, and uh, we'll go through and see We'll see how close. This is like your, you know, like the mock drafters, the Mel Kuypers of the yeah. world will submit. The, yeah, they'll submit their mock draft. This is like your mock roster here that you'll submit to the database presented by our friends at TCL, which has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. TCL makes more than just TVs, too. They offer mobile products, audio devices, and home appliances. And TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. And a shout-out to our friends at Federated. Federated Insurance is like having a great offensive line for your business, protecting you, the business owner, the quarterback. Federated's culture is grounded in equity, integrity, teamwork, and respect. And these are the four cornerstones that they bring to all interactions and decision-making. 
it, it has a 100 plus year legacy federated does of helping businesses maximize their success through risk management. So check them out federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right. Is this, have you written this in like pen? Is it typed? Is it laminated? It's typed. It's It's on my screen here. Okay. It's on my screen. 4.0 roster projection. I think I did one. Did I do one right before this uh, training camp started or right Mm -hmm. after it started? And I think I have done two subsequently. So this is a 4.0 and there are some changes. Changes. There are some changes. When you get to a change, we will have the 53 man roster change alarm. Ready to go. Yep. And keep keep in mind, too, there was actually one change last night that the Vikings made. They traded Vidarian Lowe to the Patriots reportedly for a sixth round pick. So, yeah, he will not be uh, the offensive lineman I'm keeping. When we get to that, I think it has to do with the fact that they have more versatility now. I think they have players who are because a year ago they kept 10 offensive lineman i think that's going to come down and i'll explain why but versatility is very important well and he's a so he's a six-round pick that probably wasn't going to make the team is that fair to say or do you think he was he he had a good preseason yeah he had a good preseason but he gave up a bunch of pressures but i think he i think he was probably going to make the team but their preference was to get something back for him Mm -hmm. so i like it get a six get a six-round pick oh absolutely little capital to move around okay yep Absolutely. All right, let's start on offense. And by the way, for the first time since I started this, I will not have an even split. And keep in mind, changes are going to be made now after the cutdown. So like Mm -hmm. the 53 is sort of what the 53 is just a starting point. And there are still um, a couple of weeks, I think two weeks from uh, yesterday is the opener against Tampa Bay. So there will be more changes. But for the first time in my mock Vikings roster, I have 24 players on offense being kept and 26 uh-huh. on defense. Oh, whoa, so I've whoa, made whoa. one change. Whoa, the change, the change yeah. alarm. There you go. I know. Like, like, this That's is like structural me. change. This is a structural change, <laughs> and I think it, sh- I think it might be short-term, um, but we'll get to it. There's a reason why I think things have changed. All right? Oh, wow. So let's just start Mercy. with the quarterback position, and I am not going to make a change here. I think it's going to be Kirk Cousins, Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall, Jordan Tom, who signed last week as a backup to Jaron Hall in that final game against the Cardinals. And I know Kevin O'Connell talked about trying to get, get him some playing time and ultimately bailed when the situations became ones in which O'Connell wanted to see Jaron Hall. Um, so unlike a, a year ago where it was Cousins and Mullins, I think everything Kevin O'Connell has said, I will be very surprised if they try and sneak Jaron Hall onto the practice squad, exposing him to all teams. So Cousins, Mullins, and Hall all stay. Yep. And we did a, an episode yesterday, just like a 25, 30-minute episode, that the biggest chunk of it was the Vikings essentially choosing Jaron Hall and the pick, right? And like a whatever the pick, the fourth-round pick they would have given up over Trey Lance. And Kevin O'Connell spoke to just how valuable the last four or five months have been for Jaron Hall and how well he has sort of soaked in the offense and and even just watching him improve from the first preseason game where he was just running around and throwing the ball away. And, and then that the first couple drives with the actual backups and it gets a preseason game against one of the worst teams in the NFL's backups, but you could see improvement. So I get the decision. I would have still probably found a way to get Trey Lance on the team for like a day three pick, but 
Um, but they like Jaron Hall enough. I, I think you're right. He's going to make the 53. All right. Running back position, very much subject to change quickly, okay? Um, and I debated here making a change, but I didn't. So last year out of training camp, the Vikings kept five running backs. I am sticking with four. I'm going, and I believe I've been consistent here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alexander Madison's your lead running back, Ty Chandler. Kane Wangwu makes it. I don't know if he's going to be eventually placed on IR. I know that they're certainly not pleased with the fact that he didn't come back. I mean, he got hurt early in camp, and he is still not back. And then, just for the sake of the exercise, I am counting C.J. Ham, the fullback, as a running back. So Madison Chandler, Wangwu, and C.J. Ham, meaning Aaron Dykes is gone, Abram Smith is gone, Dwayne McBride is gone. Obviously, McBride, ideally a practice squad guy. But the subject to change here is I think they're going to add a running back who is either waived elsewhere or a Kareem Hunt type. I don't think that the Vikings are done yet here, but I do think for the sake of the cuts, they will go with four initially. Wangwu is the wild card. I don't know if I if you put him on IR right now or before the 3 p.m. cut down on Tuesday, his season is done. So if you're going to do that, you almost might as well cut him unless the injury is far more serious than anyone has let on. But if you put him on IR after the season starts, I think he can come back after four games. But I think that there is another running back coming from somewhere. I just don't think it's on this roster. So is that something that will happen, you think, in like the next 24 hours after the cutdown window starts. Like, when is that? When can you start waiver claiming? Can you can just can you just start that process basically once players are, are cut, or how would that go? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep, on Wednesday, you can set your practice squad and and you can and the the waiver process, which by the way right now works as last year's record. So the Vikings claims aren't going to be great because mm-hmm. they're a 13 win right. team. Um, but I also wouldn't dismiss a, a street free agent as they're called. I just think yeah. I think they're going to add a running back. I just don't know that they're going to add one from or keep one from their current roster. And Dwayne McBride, to me, just he is just a practice squad guy. Like he could be good. I just I tried to justify keeping him, and I just couldn't do it. I don't so, think he gets claimed. So so just to Declan's question. For players that are going to be waived and not make the 53, you'd have to put in a claim, hope that someone else doesn't. That's a Wednesday process. And and there is a player I want to touch on there. It, but Kareem Hunt, who's just a straight-up free agent, you could sign Kareem Hunt today if you wanted yes. to. Yes, but you'll, probably him sign him, but you'll probably try and sign him after week one because right. then his salary is not guaranteed. So you want to get through the opener and then sign the, the Dalton Reisners and Kareem Hunts of the world. So a name to throw out here real quick, James Robinson was just cut by the Giants, correct? Yes. He's the he's the he's the back that 3 years ago with the Jacksonville Jaguars kind of came out of nowhere. Was he? Okay, he he was undrafted if I remember correctly. Just trying to verify that. Yes. He was an undrafted free agent 2020 runs for 1000 yards, 4 and a half yards a carry, kind of comes out of nowhere. A lot of lot of lot of uh Fantasy football owners probably won their leagues because they, you know, they swooped him up. And then I think there were some injury concerns, whatever. But he's a guy that is available. He's a veteran. He has experience. He has forty nine catches a couple of years. I mean, I don't know how much gas is left in the tank, but that right. like that's another guy that 
Yes. You know, who on your team, look at like Wangu, for instance. This is my problem with Wangu, okay? He is great at kick returning. We know that. But the NFL continues to minimize the thing that he's great at. And even so, like, he only returned 35 kicks last season. So that's two touches a game. Two touches a game. And, And in those two touches a game, he's better than almost anyone else doing it. The question for me was, can he be an active participant in the offense? Is there a, a package of plays three times a game, five times a game? We've been waiting for it. This would have been a great preseason to see, like, can he get into a game or a joint practice and do something? We still don't know. So, yeah, I don't know. And he teased us. I mean, he teased us and the Vikings in the off-season workouts to the point where he was on, on the first and I believe only unofficial depth chart that they did yeah. with the uh, 90-man roster. They put him second. They put him above Chandler. So, like, clearly there was some, hey, there's something here. Um, but he not only didn't return, he proved nothing. Like, he's not, to, to what you're saying, Phil, he's not a known commodity. He's not a guy who you're like, well, when you did play him, it was impressive. So, like, he had everything to gain through this camp. And, unfortunately, there's huge question marks still. So, yeah, I got to think that there's there's going to be somebody added. They might be behind Chandler. They might be ahead. But the Madison thing, which is, you know, which we don't know still completely, it's just you need numbers there. It's called a running back by committee for a reason. It's not yeah. so the committee can be incredibly small. So I think that there's going to be either before uh, in the waiver claim process or right after the opener, I think there's a running back coming who's going to at least add some depth here. And I would guess Wang Wu, if they do keep him, eventually gets IR'd, but they do it so that they don't end his season. Yep. So, all right. There's a lot to be determined. Or they released the, him. Or they're just the pissed off. <laughs> so you I keep mean, kind of alluding to that. Can can you shine any light on that at all? Is you, you sense that the Vikings are not thrilled well, that he Naylor, hasn't practiced. Jalen Naylor, for instance, came back, right? Jalen Naylor came back. He didn't rush himself. And the Vikings, here's the thing with the Vikings, um, especially this staff. I don't think now with injuries like this, because concussions are weird. So, like, you you can say, well, they shouldn't have brought this guy back or not. And concussions are weird because you don't know um, as much. But with normal injuries, I don't sense, unless you guys can correct me, I don't sense the Vikings rush guys back. Now, I, I don't think there's like this, well, if you don't come back. you And Wang Wu literally has missed all of training camp. Naylor came back at the end at, at least. I just I find it interesting that a guy who had so much to prove has just disappeared. I think I've seen him. I think I saw him once for a walkthrough l- last week, and he didn't take part. He just watched. So, yeah, like, I, I think over a thirty day period, you'd think that it feels okay, weird. Is, is surgery needed? Like, right. it's, it feels vague. It feels vague. Exactly right. Exactly okay. right. All right. Okay. Okay. Tight ends. I'll make this quick. No changes. T.J. Hawkinson. Josh Oliver, the best third tight end in the history of the National Football League, Johnny Munt, meaning Nick Muse is gone, Mm. Ben Sims is gone, Colin Mm. Thompson is gone. Nick Muse, I was very impressed by, but flat out, in my opinion, unless he can be traded, which again, I I think, because he'll be claimed, I think that's an extremely interesting one because 
I would definitely, in the same way, if you can get a six round pick for Vidarian Lowe, can you get a third? Can you get a third day pick for Nick Muse? Um, but he is completely caught in a numbers crunch, and I don't see them keeping four tight ends. I just there's too many things here with special teams elsewhere with needs like that that I think the tight end and they're strong there. Now they could try to release Mutt. And I don't think he, he would be subject to the waiver process. But if they try to release him, that's taking a chance because he could go elsewhere. And again, like the question is, do you want Muse, who is impressive, or Munt, who the head coach called the best third tight end in the National Football League? Wow. I'm going to go with they're going to stick with Munt. And, not, and again, this is the problem here. Don't get cute. Like if you like a guy, just keep him. Yeah, I mean, could you could you could you argue that letting the I mean, isn't Muse is younger? He's under contract yeah. longer, right? I mean, could you argue that it's it's cute to say goodbye to that guy over a a career? If 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 Muse has a higher ceiling than third string tight end, then wouldn't you keep him over Munt? Yeah. And I get that that Munt is reliable and he's yeah. a sort of like having I don't an assistant O'Connell's coach. Try that. I don't think O'Connell's going to try try that unless Munt absolutely agrees. I won't pick up the phone. But why wouldn't you? Like, I mean, Munt was one of the lowest graded players on the team, according to Pro Football Focus last year, too. Mm-hmm. Remember? But by the end of the year, we were like, yeah, the Johnny Munt. Well, why, but Kevin O'Connell wouldn't have said that about Munt publicly unless he absolutely loved him. Like, like that's a tip-off to, hey, come pick this guy up if we try and uh, and let him go in final cut. So my guess is it's going to be Hawkinson, Oliver, and Munt stay. Muse, Sims, and Thompson gone. Muse, I would try and trade today. Or tomorrow. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Yeah, Johnny Munt, by the way, had a 51.2 overall offensive grade last year out of 100, which is really, really bad, according to he, Pro Football Focus. He can't block, right? As I recall, he was not a, no, he was but, all, not good in blocking, which he won't be required to do now. So He won't be all required right. to do much because he's a third-string tight end. He's best third-string tight end there right. is. Best third-string <laughs> tight end around. All right, we are to the wide receivers. And we have a change. Oh, oh, here we go. The change alarm is sounding. We have a sudden. Is it sudden change or just change? It's a pretty sudden change. It was made this morning. It was made this morning. I've gone back and and tweaked this thing three times now. So 4.0 has been tweaked three times. Oh, man. This one was tweaked because of the trade of Vidarian Lowe to the Patriots last night. All right. Last year coming out of camp in final cuts, the Vikings kept five receivers. I think I've been predicting in 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 that they will stay status quo in key five. Well, now we're up to six, and I'll explain why. Whoa, whoa. So the obvious locks, Jefferson, Osborne, Addison. I would argue I think Brandon Powell has been a, a lock for a while. I think I think Powell um, gives O'Connell exactly what he wants, which is he might not be dynamic, but he's good. He is reliable and he'll run the right route every single time he won't mm-hmm. screw up and plus he can return punts and i think he's going to uh, um jump jalen Rager as the punt returner so wide receiver five and i was on, on the fence on this but again he came back this is very important they love jalen naylor jalen naylor had a great first day at camp he got hurt he missed significant time but he came back um 
And I think if you tried to put him through waivers, I think he gets claimed. And I think that is something that they have no interest in seeing, which is the loss of a sixth round pick who I think they probably feel was and might be a steal. So I don't think a offensive minded coach who knows the importance of receivers in this day and age is going to, again, get cute there. But the sixth guy I'm keeping for now, Rager. So I was going to cut him. I was actually going to think he could be traded, which he might be. But when I looked at the low trade, I thought there's really with the fact that Rager's guaranteed $2.4 million. There is an argument to be made that going from five to six receivers, at least to start the season, makes some sense. So gone are uh, Jacob Copeland, Lucky Jackson, mm. Tristan Jackson, unfortunately. I think he gets claimed. Garrett Meg, Blake Prohl, Thayer Thomas. Okay. Super interesting here. Yeah, and you know, Rager, Rager showed out pretty well in the preseason, yeah. did, did what he needed to do, and has had some moments in, in practice too. So this wouldn't shock me. And a couple of these guys too, like between Powell and Rager, do they make – this is my question. Do they make a guy like Wangu less relevant? Because you can plug you can plug those guys into different offensive places that you would need to. And between Rager and Powell, if they actually make like the week one fifty three, you can figure out punt and kick returns between those two guys, right? Yeah. So super interesting. Yeah, pa- Powell worked on kick returns too, um, and mm-hmm. so I could see him doing both at some point. But and the Rager thing, I don't think him being on the 53 guarantees him a roster spot long term. And I think if they can get a what they consider to be a decent draft pick back for him, that they might trade him and give uh, Tristan Jackson, who I thought, you know, he got hurt that practice that he got hurt. And I thought his season was done. And he was, you know, to bookend that, though, he was fantastic. Um, But, yeah, I think that the trade of low, I think, creates the the obvious fact that there's going to be flexibility on the offensive line. And so I could see them going from at least tomorrow, five to six receivers to start out with. Okay. Well, let's get to the offensive line here then. Let's okay, get to changes the changes here. We got changes. We got changes. Oh, the change alarm is sounding. Here we go. Okay. So last year they kept 10 out of camp. They kept 10. Right now I have them going down to eight. Whoa, whoa. I have them going down eight. Okay, this was suggested to me yesterday on Twitter by a listener, and I'm like, I don't – I think it's nine at at that point. I said, I think it's nine. But then the low trade was made, and I said, I "I think that that listener, for the short term at least, might have been exactly right. So here's what we've got. The obvious uh, starters, Derisaw Cleveland, Bradbury, Ingram, O'Neal. Austin Schlotman can play center and guard. Oli Udo is your swing tackle. Blake Brandle can play tackle and guard. He's been working at guard too. So you have with those, with all three of the guys that I have them keeping tomorrow, you have flexibility. This also creates a spot potentially after the first game for Dalton Reisner. Oh, this, this I see creates a Dalton Reisner ninth spot. I don't think they're keeping 10. I think that ideally they probably see it as nine. 
But I also think that if they're going to sign Dalton Reisner, it's not going to be till after week one. And this creates that ninth spot. This is what I'm saying. Like, Rager's spot ain't secure. But for now, with the trade of Vidarian Lowe, who was sort of in their minds, I think he was a duplication in some ways of Udo as well. Yeah. So the guys who are gone, Alan Ali, Christian Dulera, I believe is how you pronounce his name, Josh Sokol, Jack Snyder, Jared Williams, and Chris Reed then will uh, stay on the non-football injury list, which he's been on all camp, and that means that he has to miss at least the first four games. Mm -hmm. But I've got him keeping eight on the offensive line for now with the ability to add a ninth, but the three guys that they're keeping who aren't starters all can play multiple spots. Wow. So, yeah, so we can go eight to start the season, maybe a ninth. I'd want at least two or three guys on my practice squad that could be immediately summoned to understand the offense who are in the room on a regular basis. So I'm sure you have a practice squad too at the end of this, don't you? I have, I think 14 of 16 spots because there's always a couple spots, but yes, we sat down, we got done and we did a practice squad. Let's go. There's nothing I won't do for you. Purple daily faithful. This is great. So we have 24 offensive players here making Judd's 53 man roster. Three quarterbacks, four running backs, and and the fullback is counted there, too. Three tight ends, six wide receivers, and eight offensive linemen. So you have have robbed one roster spot off the offense, and you are adding it to the defense, which we will get to here shortly. After we say hello again to one of our favorite partners, Underdog Fantasy is back for the 2023 Purple Daily Season, Dex. Oh, I'm so excited. There's a new feature now on Underdog Fantasy for the YouTube audience. There's season-long... Pickums. So before oh, the season oh, oh, oh. starts, you want to take a little over under on touchdowns for Alexander Madison or a Justin Jefferson or a Kirk Cousins. You want to put your money where your mouth is. You go to Underdog Fantasy. You go to that pickem option, uh, and you can make these season long projections. Maybe hey, maybe Alexander Madison just gets like seven touchdowns in the first five games of the season. Then all of a sudden, you got a nice little payout there, right? Uh, go to Underdog Fantasy, and when you sign up with promo code SCORE for the first time. You'll get a $100 bonus from our friends at Underdog Fantasy. We're excited to have them back. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Let's get it. Let's get it. Um, Hey, let's also shout out our friends. People keep sending us pictures of their cans over the weekend, Judd. Surly before I die lager. It has taken the state and the country by storm this summer. But we're entering football season. This is prime season for before I die, baby. And look at that can right there. That can... you know what it screams? It screams two things. It screams great beer, and it screams it's about damn time. Before Does that can't have sunscreen on it? There's a lot of white on that label. Look at that can. No, sure. he's got a like he's got like uh, his uh, ho- hoodie on and stuff. No, that's, he's that, that's fine. what I look like in the sun. Actually, I'm just I'm, I'm hiding over that. Like, ah, God, I don't want to get sunburned. <laughs> With your teeth? Yeah, my teeth are out. I'm bony. Like that literally is me. I am the can. Wow. But thank you again to our our friends at Shirley who uh, have sponsored parts of the show, at least for a long time. We always appreciate their support. And uh, again, to you outside the state, because I can't tell you for two or three years now, I've gotten notes. Can you please, Judd, can you please get me some before I die in California, Tennessee, um, Boston? And I'm like, I'd love to, but I can't ship it. 
I can't ship it from the state. The state prohibits that. But uh, continue your search. Continue to ask. I'm sure at some point in time, because I, I know it's popular like in Chicago, uh, I'm sure that we can get it to you somehow, some way. Surly Brewing, though, top notch. And they are on board with the, the PD mission before I die. Yes, indeed. Hey, the uh, the Renaissance Festival is also back and uh, ready for you to enjoy beer, food, actual Vikings and jousting, and uh, all sorts of fun things. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival, 16 stages of exciting entertainment, delicious food, 50 games, rides, and attractions, and over 250 artisans and shops throughout the festival. Um, and right now, by the way, on the Scorn Earth app, if you go to the Scorn Earth app, it's free to download, we have a four-pack to the Bold North Adventure Weekend section of the Renaissance Festival. So uh, the Minnesota Re- uh, Renaissance Festival weekends, Labor Day, and Festival Friday through October 1st. Visit renaissancefest.com for discount tickets, parking passes, park and ride options, and more. And don't forget, score our that. We're giving away a four-pack of tickets. So check it out. Okay. Did I see horses? I think I saw oh, yeah. horses. Oh, yeah. You have to be on a horse to joust, I think. Yeah. Right, that would that, that's another thing we could do for Declan. What about mm-hmm. Declan jousting? No, on a horse. No, I that I would die. The Renaissance Festival. They're a partner of ours now. Yeah. I, Declan will be thinking about his opponent with wow. the jouster and the ride that he's sitting on, both potentially Between attacking him. the horse and the hundred pound thing. What is that thing called? The weapon, like the the joust. I, I don't know what the heck that thing is. It called a joust. I don't know what it's called. The javelin. Whatever that thing they hold, you know, to, to, to spear them. Yeah. There's the no chance I would be able to, I think, I'd probably weigh as much as I do. Yeah, it'd be t- I think you, yeah, you'd have a few different problems, I feel like. I think I we all would. So, I saw horses there. I saw horses. I thought of Declan. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, All right we, we're going we to go to the defensive side here. Okay, Judd's 53. All right. So we do have, I, I guess it's a little bit redundant, but what the hell, we do have change here because we're going from 25 to 26 players. On we, this have stru- side structural, structural we have structural change. We have structural change brought on by thoughts of special teams. So Matt Daniels was like, guys, you got to get, come on. Come on, guys, just give me a guy or two. All right. Defensive line. Last year, the Vikings kept six. This is going to be consistent. I have them, and I think I've done this in every iteration of the um, of the fifty three. I have them keeping five. Yep. Harrison Phillips, Dean Lowry, Kyrie Tonga, uh, Juquelin Roy, Jonathan Bullard, gone are Calvin Avery, 
Ross Blacklock, which is an interesting cut because he's the guy that they acquired from Houston. And I think they'd like to find a way to keep him, but I'm guessing he's gone. Sheldon Day. And um, I do have a change here, I guess, because I have restructured things. So for the first time, uh, I have them cutting 2022 fifth rounder, former golfer, Usezi Otamowo and TJ Smith cut. So I mm-hmm. have them keeping five and cutting five. Okay. Yeah, it's uh it's tough because there's not there's not a lot to work with here. I feel like this is this is where the Vikings run defense is going to live and die. Can Tonga play more snaps is Dean Lowry. Dean Lowry yes, coming over from Green Bay, right? So mm-hmm. Okay, so five defensive linemen. Are we going right. to the edges, the edges here next? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, because this is where, I mean, this is where the Flores defense is going to flourish. Flores flourishing will come through these guys. Outside linebackers, I've had them keeping five, I think, consistently. I'm staying with that. Okay. Your starters are Daniil Hunter and Marcus Davenport, Pat Jones the second, Luigi Villain, who every time he plays, he just does something. Like, he's a he little. He's not. He's not a big guy, but he's impressive. And I think he is the I think he is like the Flores, okay, this is what I want type of guy. And then the fifth guy, DJ Wanham. But don't be totally shocked if he gets traded. I think he's a trade candidate. You can't I, you can't play both sides here. This is your final ironclad well, fifty three. You, you, you don't get to take credit. If he gets cut, you don't get to be like, see, I told well, no, you he no. might get cut officially you're putting no, him on the if 53 he gets cut, I get no credit. All I'm, all I'm saying, look, I am right now a 53 man roster forecaster. Okay. So I got to play both sides of the you're fence. Like, a little listen, bit. it's going to be, cut. it's going to be partly cloudy here. Yep. Don't be surprised if there's a tornado. Yes. Okay. Yes. Look but it this. looks like it's going to be pretty sunny all day. No, well, I'm just I'm saying predi- my prediction is it's going to be sunny, no, but there might be an F5 crap. tornado that rolls through your neighborhood. No, that's a bunch of crap. What I'm saying is that just, you know what, there's a little high pressure Wanham system over here that could cause some changes. But as of now, uh, as that, of now, he doesn't I don't generate a lot of it. pressure. So I know oh, you're. Oh uh, boy, uh, what a, you, you guys are terrible. I think it's All a right. low pressure Wanham system, quite frankly. Hunter Davenport, Wanham Jones the second, Luigi Villain are my five guys. I'm keeping, and just be aware that there's a little system, a Wanham system, developing that might cause some change. I wish it was high pressure, make it easier to put him on the fifty-three. Okay, gone, gone are. Junior Aho Benton Whitley, who actually flashed a bit. Um, I, I thought he played well on Saturday. And I guess the biggest surprise, Andre Carter II, mm. who um, who received 300000 guaranteed and a $40,000 signing bonus as a UDFA, uh, but did basically nothing. Yeah. Like, he didn't stand out in games. I don't think he stood out in practices. I don't think he'll be picked up. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't put... He put, as far as I can tell, nothing on tape. Yeah. So I guess it's a surprise given what he was paid, but it's not a surprise um, considering what we saw production-wise, which wasn't much. Cheap plug. Yeah. Uh, Purple Daily on draft later today. Biggest winners and losers from Vikings training camp. And I have a feeling 
that Ivan Pace Jr. might be in the loser category for not making Wait. the most. Not Ivan Pace. Ivan Pace? Me. Not Ivan Pace. Oh, Andre oh, Carter. Andre Carter. I was looking at okay. Ivan Pace Don't on my screen. Terrible, terrible transition. I was oh, like, wow, that's terrible a tease. Hot, terrible what? tease. I'm no. not going to watch that if show. If you want yeah. the hottest, hottest take, take of the entire preseason. That's you know it. Tarkington, bottom two yeah. Viking quarterback yeah. of all time. And I'll tell you why next. I'm Purple Daily on KJ draft. Osborne will have a better season than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Full lines are open. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so five edge guys saying goodbye to Andre Carter. Okay. Okay. Four inside linebackers, same as they kept last year. I'm going to have it be the same. And and keep you know, keep in mind too, there's a big potential for change here on the roster construction by position numbers because it was Donatel who ran a very different and not effective system a year ago. And now Brian Flores. So there's definitely a possibility. But inside linebacker, I'm going with Brian Asamoa, Jordan Hicks, Troy Dye, and of course, Ivan Pace Jr. That means Abraham Boplane is gone. Wilson Huber is gone. I actually think he flashed at times. I liked him. Tanner Vallejo, who they signed during camp, who is a special teams ace. I don't think he makes it. And the one that was tough to cut here, because I thought that he was impressive, and he's the guy that recovered the fumble on the um, Jay Ward sack early in Saturday's game, Mm -hmm. inside linebacker Troy Reeder, who I liked a lot. But I can't find a way to keep him unless you release Die. And Troy Die has been a really pretty damn consistent special teams player. And it's my Mm -hmm. opinion in training camp, his play at linebacker went up a tick. So I'm going to keep him and cut Troy Reader, who I think will probably be claimed. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is there's a lot of uncertainty in this position group here, and I wonder. I do wonder if if someone flashes on waivers if there's a move here, but we shall see. Okay. So we've got 14. We need 11, 12 more defensive players. Oh, and you're about to get them. Okay. You are about to get them because. We're going to go to safety next, and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts because we got change. More change. More change. The change alarm is back. Yep. Okay, are we just going to keep 12 safeties? Is that what we're going to do? We don't have we... 12 safeties. <laughs> but but we did have seven, and six are going to make this team. Last year, wow. they kept four. But there's a couple things to keep in mind here. One, Flores is going to use three safety packages a lot. He's going to use safeties as inside linebackers at times he is going to deploy his safeties almost as i would i would call them the most positionless players on this team or the so, least position full players or wait the most positionless position, yeah they're positionless because they're the least position we call them safeties but they're not safeties least i mean whatever you want to call it let's just dub it versatility viking versatility because that's what oh. these six are going to bring Harrison Smith, obviously. Cam Bynum, starter, obviously. Josh Metellus, going to be used a ton in three safety packages, but he's going to be used a ton as a safety, but also as a hybrid linebacker again. We know he's going to play. Lewis Seen is hurt now again. Um, he, he didn't play in the game on Saturday because I think he injured. It looked like a groin a, uh, last week on Monday, I think it was, he slipped. So, But he makes the team. He's your first-round pick. As I've been, been saying, scenes in no jeopardy of being cut. Yeah. Um, and so the next two, 
Jay Ward, who I think I've had making the team for a while now, fourth round pick from LSU. Um, but he, that play, the strip sack yep. on Saturday was a hell of a play. He almost picked off a pass. He's good. He's got an, and keep in mind, at least in college, in a pinch, he played in the nickel and cornerback. Position mm-hmm. versatility is going to be huge here. So Jay Ward has this team made. And then I tried to cut him, but I just couldn't. Lost sleep about this. So I just finally said, you know what? The Turk's not going to come for you, Theo Jackson. Wow. It's your guy. Theo, Theo Jackson, who had just a great camp, can play special teams. Um, just super impressive. So the only guy who's gone is the poor guy who I believe O'Connell picked up last week, familiar with their time together, I think with the Rams, Jake Gervais. He played, I think he played every defensive snap, that poor guy, and then said, I'm sorry, but it's it's nothing a few beers won't cure. Well, you know what? The Vikings should give him about six cases of Before I Die from Surly because he did them a solid, but he's has no chance to make the team. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a really – it's an interesting group, and it's it's full of versatility. In terms of – so Ward and Bynum are guys who, in college, and they're you know a few years apart, like you said, they both have experience as cornerbacks and as safeties. Lewis Seen has shown some really interesting stuff at times but feels a little bit chaotic. And then Harrison Smith. Man, if Harrison Smith's body doesn't give out in his mid thirties here, this could be one of the better Harrison Smith years of his career. I don't. I, there's probably some prime years under Mike Zimmer that you would put on the yeah. top shelf, but but could this could this you. be a, a, a resurgence for him? And then Metellus, another versatile guy, and Theo Jackson was one of the best like Mister Mankato candidates of the of the preseason. So yeah, tough to cut some of these guys. Mm. Can't tough. do it. Won't do it. Yeah, can't do it. Won't do it. All right. And that brings us to the cornerback room here. Huh? Yes, and this is where there has been change, and so there's going to be – this is where the extra guy actually comes from too. All right, so six safeties, which was a change, but now we're going to go with what they did a year ago, six cornerbacks, okay? Hmm. So I think I've been keeping five. But I went up to six, and I went up to six to appease my guy, special teams coordinator, Matt Daniels, who I think is going to rightfully so politic long and hard for the guy I'm about to mention. Cornerbacks who stay. Obviously, Byron Murphy Jr. is right now the stalwart. Caleb Evans, who will start outside and um, health provided hopefully the concussion problems are a thing of the past we'll play a ton uh joan williams lanky corner who started camp um actually as a starting outside corner he has lost that job now but i think he, he still makes it makai blackman a third round pick who took over for joan williams during camp injured his shoulder at some point i think he's okay now though i think he's fine uh, but he has this roster made. Andrew Booth Jr., who actually doesn't fit the system great, but that would take cojones to cut him. Like, he is a, what, a second-round pick from last year? From, like, Quasi's second-round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't see the cojones. That, I, like, that's, that's asking a lot for your GM a year in to cut a guy who yeah. was a second-round pick. And, by the way, who you were like, this guy was a first-round pick, 
the injuries are a problem. I think his style of play is. I think if you could trade him, you might. I don't see him being cut. Yeah. And, and the addition, the primary addition here, because on special teams, this guy, as the kids like to say, balled out. Najee Thompson, the UDFA from Georgia Southern, makes it. So gone are Kalen Barnes, C.J. Calden Jr., uh, Tay Gowan, who I think the Vikings like, but I just don't see, see room. Jamison Houston, who they just signed last week. Mm-hmm. Jalen Williams, who I like a lot, and his name will come up again when we go through our practice squad. Uh, but, yes, Najee Thompson is the – makes this team based on one thing. He looks like he is unbelievable on special teams. Love it, man. This is great. So you're going, all right, just to recap here, 26 defensive players, 24 offensive players, which could change, you know, if you bring in a Dalton Reisner after yep. week one, then maybe you say goodbye to one of these defensive players or, or yep. you maybe someone gets put on IR or something. I, you know, who knows what happens? Right. But you're going, you're going twelve defensive backs in this system, which makes a lot of sense. So you're you're sort of de-emphasizing only four inside linebackers. You're de-emphasizing, but some of these safeties can kind of act as inside linebackers depending Correct. on the uh, the package that you're running defensively. Correct. So you're emphasizing basically almost half of the defensive players are safeties and cornerbacks. Speed versatility. Really, really interesting stuff here if the Vikings go in this direction. Yep. Hmm. And now, in in the, with the style of play now, speed on special teams is absolutely paramount. Like, absolutely. it's all about speed. It's mm-hmm. all about speed. And and then, of course, the three specialists are Dex's favorite Viking of all time, Greg Joseph. Ryan Wright is the punter. Andrew DePaula is the long snapper. So that is the 53. Yeah. Yes. Wow, let's give Judd, uh, before we get to the practice squad, by the way, let's give Judd Great stuff. a round of applause for his amazing camp Thank coverage over the Cheers. last month here. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Fueled, by, right fueled by the Before I Die Lager. Exactly um, right. Yeah, Judd, uh, Judd's been boots on the ground for, for over a month here, and you're going to be at, you're not going to be like, the practice access cuts off basically now going forward, So, but you'll still and I'll make some some more appearances too at uh, the practice yeah. facility. I think but... we can watch stretching and individual drills now. It's not yeah. the same. So unless you want to lob some uh, some you know some fastballs like Kevin O'Connell and be there for press conferences, it's a this was this was the time for access, right? The last yes. month, and we yeah, hope yeah. that you enjoyed it on Purple Daily. Before we get to your practice squad, yes, sir. Speaking of fuel, fuel for our dogs in the form of Nutrisource. Maya Mackey, all about the Nutrisource chicken and rice. She's currently, uh, in terms of the treats, she's on the salmon-flavored Nutrisource treats. And this morning, got to be honest, she was a little bit too early on her uh, begging for... It was like before 5 o'clock in the morning, and she was like, it's time for Nutrisource. I'm like, no, it's time to sleep for at least another 45 minutes. But Well, I'm glad that, that you can throw down... The, the uh, proverbial gauntlet, because I certainly can't. When Stella gets up, she says, we're getting out, out of bed right now. I'm like, I can't feed you your breakfast yet, but it's five in the morning, so here's a darn treat. But you know what? She's happy, and I'm guessing 
that Dex's guy, the Vinster, is happy as well. Vinny Boy is happy. You know, he had a nice weekend at Grandma's, and he came home and just kind of laid in bed and demanded treats. I was, I was bringing him treats like a little prince he is, basically. You know, he does this pose for me, puts out the leggies, he looks like a frog, and just says, feed me, Dad. I'm not moving until I get my Nutrisource treats. God, do you guys ever, like, when they misbehave, like, M- Maya did something yesterday. She was being too nosy, trying to get up on the dinner table and just kept, just kept pushing, pushing. And I looked at her and I said, Maya, no. And I felt so bad. Yeah, I what was a like, jerk. Oh, my What gosh. a jerk. All she wanted to do was participate with her. I know. Like, you are a first-class jerk. <laughs> there is the lover and there is the yeller. And I can tell you right now, I am the yeller. I am, I am the yeller. I so have, you yell at Vinny on a regular basis. Well, he... There's a reason why he goes to mom at dinner and stares at her and and cries because he does not do that to me because he knows yeah. he's not getting any of my food. This is not how this works. Oh, really? You get your Nutrisource treats. Yeah, he sits Correct. by mom Maya's and cries. Maya's the same way. Maya does not get human food. Nutrisource is plenty oh, for Stella her. Gets and she likes it. Some, Stella gets a little bit of steak sometimes. <laughs> She's a big fan of that. No, yeah, no, no, no. Nutrisource guess- should come out with a filet mignon. Yeah. You know, just on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Actually, not a bad idea. To find a, a Nutrisource retailer near you somewhere. Uh, also, a quick shout-out before the practice squad to our friends at Summit Orthopedics. So Summit Orthopedics, 25 locations around Minnesota, the metro area, and uh, and there are no referrals needed. So whatever pain you're dealing with, lower back, keeping you out of practice, whatever it is, you can stop in same day appointments. Also, urgent care starting at eight o'clock in the morning in twenty five locations. SummitOrtho.com. That's SummitOrtho.com. Okay, so fifty three men on a football roster isn't enough. Judd's putting in overtime work here. You're going to fill out most of a practice squad for us. Yeah. So sixteen player practice squads now are are um, the the rule. I have them keeping 14 guys because you always add a guy here or there who gets released by a team, and that team does not want that player back. Keep in mind, too, it's don't be surprised if the Titans, Cardinals, and Vikings poach players uh, because those joint practices give you a great look yeah. at guys. Like preseason games, it's a look, and and it can help. But I think the joint practices, you really get to see sort of probe how a player approaches things and practices and things like that. So one – don't be surprised if if these teams actually cherry pick from each other's rosters practice squad wise. The other thing too is the practice squad has changed. So now it can be X amount of vets. Like it's a different world than it was uh, five to 10 years back. But what I have here is 14 ideal names from the Vikings current roster that in a perfect world, for the most part, all young, they keep. Okay. Yep. So, like, I'm not trying to predict that they're they're going to, like, keep Jake Gervais, a veteran guy. You know, they could. I don't think so. But anyway, 14 names. And as Phil said, one of the important things here is you need to keep, for sure, some offensive linemen. Yeah, like, you, this, you is where, yeah. this is where this is where you create depth that uh, that you can use in case of uh, in case of emergency break glass. Alan Ali, a center. I think he might stick. Like, he's a perfect practice squad guy. You bring him back, he gets to work, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Andre Carter the second, the outside linebacker, who, who we talked about, who the Vikings paid a very steep UDFA price for. Um, I think he is a sure cut. 
I don't know because he put almost nothing on film. I don't know that he gets picked up. So perfect world. I think he stays and perfect world. He starts to actually d- develop and become the player that the Vikings thought. Yeah. You know, um, cornerback Tay Gowan. Again, a guy who I think that they like, as we talked about, we kept six corners, so there's no room here, but adds depth and a guy that they for sure, I think would like to get a longer look at and develop inside linebacker from Cincinnati a guy who played alongside Ivan Pace, Wilson Huber, who, like Pace, an undrafted free agent signing, he flashed at times in, in camp. There's just no place for him, but a definite practice squad guy. Yeah. So I think he gets kept. Nick Muse, perfect world, gets kept. Perfect world. Seventh round pick a year ago. I think he gets claimed. But he is definitely a guy who, if everything broke right, and there's, you know, the one thing to keep in mind is as of 3 o'clock Central tomorrow, the market's going to be flooded. So, like, there is going to be a problem with, are we going to keep our own guys practice squad-wise? Like, it, it used to be it used to be big cut-downs, but it was two cut-downs, right? I think you yeah. can cut, like, 10 players, and then you, you cut the rest. This is literally, what, 37 players per team being waived. It's crazy. Like I was just thinking too before we started the show today, the amount of pressure on your scouting department, your yeah. front office, just keeping everything organized. You have to not only know who's getting cut, right? I mean, you do have a day to put in claims on guys if you need to, but then immediately like getting on the phone with potentially teams for trades or like there's so there's so many things that have to be accounted for. And knowing every single player and their tendencies and their potential right. and everything, you have a report on all these players. It's just right. it's a lot of information to quickly dissect. Yeah. Okay. Another guy I think might get claimed, but ideally does not and gets through to the practice squad, Tristan Jackson, who had a really good camp. Tristan Jackson, I think, had a good enough camp to make some teams. It's just that I don't think they're going to cut Rager to keep Jackson. I might be wrong. But he definitely had a good enough camp to make teams. So he is also on my Vikings practice squad. Our, um, the next one, I think, gets through. Usezi Otamuo, who made the team last year and who I think gets cut, I don't think he gets claimed. So I think he is a and, – and he is a prime uh, practice squad for promotion type of guy. Like if a guy gets hurt or something, he's going to get – promoted pretty quickly so i think he gets cut i think he gets through waivers and so on wednesday he can be added to the um to the practice squad okay blake prole ideal practice squad guy actually has good hands great voice too. Got, now, now he did lines. drop the ball Bloodline. in in the uh, titans game but he, he made i think he caught like five passes on saturday and and he did play well especially in training camp practices at tco so, ideal practice squad guy. The next guy, tight end Ben Sims. He, he was a UDFA out of Baylor. He made some nice plays in training camp as well. Decent hands. So, I think he's a practice squad guy. Back to the offensive line. Josh Sokol, center and guard. I briefly toyed, I think in 3.0, I actually put him on the 53. Uh, I think he was the ninth guy. So, I'm cutting him now. I think he was on practice squad throughout the course of last year as well. 
Josh Sokol. Um, outside linebacker Benton Whitley, who, again, flashed a bit. I don't think he flashed enough to be picked up, but he flashed an- enough that, that he is a he is a great guy to stash there and probably just try and get your defensive staff to develop for the next season. Yeah. Offensive tackle Jared Williams, and then UDFA out of Indiana, a guy who I think actually played pretty well in the Seattle game. Um Jalen Jalen Williams from the secondary makes it. So he's a practice wide guy too. I lied. It's 13 because I originally tried to get uh, Najee Thompson through to the uh, practice squad, but then he's I kept the him. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's going to be on the 53. So that's 13 of the 16 spots filled. There will be, I would guess, for sure, one or two guys picked up from – uh, different teams and don't be surprised again if they actually pick up a practice squad guy on Wednesday from the Titans or Cardinals because they got a really long look at th- those guys and there might be a thing especially with the Cardinals where you just think that they're sort of incompetent and so you're like okay th- you know they didn't necessarily see this from this player but we did so there is your 13 player practice squad wow wow there is holy cow that is that's 66 football players judges broke down 66 players out of the 90 in camp and we have an update on another guy Declan just sent us this tweet here from Ben Gessling Star Tribune that Vikings guard Chris Reed who's been on the non-football injury list during training camp reworked his contract late last week for a second time this year Reed will now get a base of $1.165 million fully guaranteed. He'd been at $1.4 million previously, so they save uh, with six hundred dollars So he gets a fully guaranteed contract. He's good. I, I, I was told a week and a half ago that he's, he was really close to returning. I think Is it possible that they redid the contract? Would they put him on IR for the first few weeks of the season, and then he comes back after that? Like, he's not out for the I season injury-wise. So he... So he started camp and remains on the non-football injury list, and I think they can leave him there, and I believe that will mean that he has to sit out the first four games. So you wouldn't take him off that that list, because if you take him off that list now and put him on IR, his season is done. Yeah. So my guess okay. is that they is that they just allow him to sit there, and uh, by the end of the year, his contract, $5. Yeah. Hey, Chris, we'd love to have <laughs> hey, you here. So, uh, How about oh, we hey. give you a 10 spot, actually cut that to a 5 spot, and you just are on the roster. It's sort of cool. Yeah, listen, Chris, uh, yeah, we're going to need to uh, – he's the new Chad Greenway. They're just just keep going back. We need to – we need to, another million Milton. dollars somewhere. Working with. He's, he's the new Milton. <laughs> he's just – he's in the basement. My, yeah. He told me I could that's my, keep uh, my that's stapler. My for, that's my guard <laughs> position. He told me I could keep my, uh, my uh, guard my position. My playbook. My playbook. <laughs> my iPod. Amazing. So there it is. I don't know how many more players you want Judd to break down because I can't do any more. That's a lot, right? That's there. all I got. We're gonna we're gonna say goodbye here so we can get this episode up before the cuts start leaking out. Um and then we will do so we'll do on like a like a morning recording on Tuesday, and then Judd will do a a post fifty three man roster or post cut day recap probably live on the purple daily youtube channel on tuesday so be on the lookout for a couple of things there we just want the vikings to win a super bowl before we die here on purple daily